Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. On today's episode, we're talking about three dangerous assumptions. So when we're talking about thinking, uh, thinking, I think I referenced this a couple days ago, maybe in our podcast, but talking about assumptions in science, right? Uh, when I'm putting together my dissertation, I have a whole section on the assumptions. So when I'm doing this study, hey, FYI, as I've collected my data, here is what I'm assuming about the data, the collection, and the results, right? Now, could be that my assumptions were correct, but it could be that they weren't. So if anybody was going to, let's say, replicate the study, they would go back to the assumptions category and they would have to check in with that, right? Or let's say we go through and, um, you know, say, I'm assuming that X, Y, Z, right? It's an assumption that these factors, these things um, that I, I'm saying are happening are actually happening. Now, assumptions, you know, if you assume, <laughs> like the old adage says, you, you uh, make an ass out of you and me, uh, you assume. If you do not check your assumptions, that's where you can get in trouble. Now, there's been a lot of talk within the last, you know, couple years about uh, becoming more aware, becoming more woke, if you will, checking your assumptions and your biases. Um, and, you know, I'm not here to give a, a lecture on all of that, but I will just say this. Every single person has assumptions about themselves, about others, about how life is supposed to work. If you've heard me do any training around the stick chick modality, you understand that all of our assumptions are like downloaded programs in our subconscious and they run the show. So you have an assumption about, you know, this is the correct way to tie your shoes. This is the correct way to cross your arms. This is the correct way to uh, deal with someone when you're out in public and they're serving you. You have an assumption about what's supposed to happen. And the problem is when your assumptions don't line up with what's happening, right? If you assume that your boss is supposed to support and encourage you and they don't, you have cognitive dissonance. If you assume that your child understands that they're not supposed to uh, come to the dinner table in their underwear and they do, <laughs> we have an issue, right? Like, I didn't think that I would have to tell you that. Well, they didn't assume that. Okay. So checking our assumptions is a really important part of life, not just growth, but life. So there's three assumptions that I find as I'm dealing with people that are probably the most dangerous assumptions for yourself and others. I'm going to talk about them briefly. Okay. So the first assumption is that you know what other people are thinking. Uh, you don't. <laughs> okay. Um, typically what happens is that uh, I hear this all the time from coaching clients. Um, you know, I was in this wonky interaction. Maybe it was with my significant other or a child or a friend or a boss. Uh, here's what happened. Here's what I think is going on with them. And typically what is happening is that that person who's sharing what happened is bringing in the past, so what has happened before, and the future, so their worries or concerns about what's going to go on in the future, into the conversation. 
They've created assumptions that are kind of limiting their experience with this person. Okay. So it does not allow this person to change or make uh, a new reality. So, you know, when we can acknowledge this and say, and some of my clients have gotten really good at this and they say, oh, I see Michelle. Yep, you're right. I, I'm, I'm creating a story. I, I just created some drama there. You're right. When they can acknowledge that assumption, now the next step is, okay, how can I honor and value them right now and allow them to make a change? So not, I'm not going to hold them, um, you know, against them what they've done in the past, but how can I look at them and say, okay, you know what? I could actually tell in this instance, they've changed, they've grown, right? And what's beautiful is that when you are able to do this, just to check that assumption that you, you, you know what others are thinking and you come into the present moment with them and you just allow them to be who they are in that moment, there's no disappointments because you have less expectations. Usually your, your expectations for a person or something to happen is because you have an assumption. Okay. So, you know, when you're, your teenage daughter comes in and, and she's had issues in the past with a, a certain concept and you think, oh my gosh, this child, she's never going to get it. Like, and you start thinking about what her, what is her future going to be like? And, you know, uh, is she going to be okay? And, and now your worry and concern and, and your sense of being overwhelmed kind of shows up almost like another person in this interaction and has a lot of influence in, in what's happening. That's damaging for you and for her. But if you can just be in the moment with no expectations and just wait, right? Because what would happen if you didn't know what they were thinking, right? If you, if you went and you met somebody, um, let's say at a networking conference and uh, they seem like a very pleasant person and they were telling you the same thing that maybe your daughter was telling you, what would you say? Chances are you would probably have a very different action and interaction with them because you don't have the past stories or the future concerns getting in the way. Okay. So that first assumption is that you know what others are thinking. The second assumption is that others can't know what you're thinking. Okay. Others can't know what you're thinking. Okay. Even you don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> Oftentimes, uh, especially if you are an extrovert, you're, you're talking something through, right? As you're talking something through, you come to an awareness and you realize, oh yes, this is what I'm thinking. Right. Um, but here's the thing. I was having a discussion with, um, somebody's teenager the other day and, um, something came up and, and she was talking about being at school and an issue that she had in, in math class. And basically, um, she said, I'm not very good at math class. And, uh, and she says, I know that others, um, are, you know, thinking that I'm dumb or thinking that I'm stupid. And she was having a lot of self-image things around it. And, you know, that can cause a lot of fear. So when the teacher was asking her a question in class, she just completely shut down. And, um, you know, that's understandable, right? But the thing is, other people don't know what you're thinking and you don't know what they're thinking. And so here you are, you're thinking that they're thinking you're dumb and they're not, 
right? But when you have the assumption, they're thinking this about me, it, it guides your behavior and your thoughts, doesn't it? So, um, people really can get convinced uh, of things. So for example, <laughs> I'm, I'm just chuckling. There's a couple of memes around this one that I was thinking about. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to, I'm not going to share that. But, um, basically people can be convinced of, of just about anything. Like the government is somehow controlling their minds, right? Or they're monitoring their thoughts. Uh, and, and there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there, right? But the, the thing is that nobody knows what you're thinking. So you can be going about life and, uh, you know, you can be thinking, my boss is thinking this about me. No, nope, honey, your boss isn't thinking that about you. I got news for you. 99% of the time, most people are thinking about themselves or they're thinking about what you're thinking about them, right? Again, just like with the first assumption, what would happen if you let that thought go out of your mind and say, I'm not going to worry about what other people are thinking about me. And I'm not going to worry about what they're thinking about. I'm just going to be more kind of in the moment. Okay. And the third assumption is uh, generalization. So generalization, the easiest way to describe this is that basically you think all similar things are the same. Okay. So, you use overall labels for things instead of talking about specific things. Okay. Um, you, you basically contribute, um, individual qualities to a group. So this is where you can get into trouble with like, um, racism and bias and things like that. So let's say, um, well, we'll talk about dogs. Okay. That that's an easier one, less, less emotions involved in that. But let's say you're a three or four year old child and this one dog bites you because of who knows what reason, and you attribute all dogs are evil the rest of your life. Okay. That's generalization. Uh, you go to, let's say uh, a major city, maybe you, you live in the country, you go to a major city and something happens. You have a car accident, you get mugged, uh, you know, something bad happens, right? And you now say every major city is evil. I will never go to one again. That's generalizability. Okay. So basically you're, you're treating a group of something and, and you're giving it an abstract symbol, right? It's not a real experience of the group. So the, the large city example, I've been to a lot of different places this summer. Uh, I think I counted it up somewhere, almost 20 different States this summer in, in all of my travels. I've been to a lot of different places. I can tell you a lot of things about a lot of the places that I visited, but I, I can't tell you anything about the generalization of it other than there are awesome people everywhere I go. <laughs> and sure, there's some people that, you know, they're struggling a little everywhere I go, right? But I would not say that everywhere I go, there's evil people. Okay. So the, the result of using this assumption of generalization is really intolerance, hate, violence, and fear. And it can be of anything, you know, let's say you, you go and you practice yoga and for whatever reason, it doesn't hit your fancy. And you now just generalize and say, 
any sort of methodology that deals with stretching your body is not for me. Right? I, I won't ever do that again. Or you, you eat broccoli for the first time in your life. This is a kid one. And uh, you don't like it. And so therefore broccoli is, you know, forever dead to you in your life. But so are other, all other green vegetables. Right? And it can apply to anything. Absolutely anything. You can look at parents, you know, one way or the other. I, I have a lot of teacher friends and they don't have children of their own. Let me tell you, they generalize parents all the time. Uh, I've been generalized before. I'm a different kind of parent when it comes to education than most parents are because I have a lot of knowledge of the system and expectations for my children. And I see the education system as a partner to what I'm teaching them, not the other way around. So when I have a teacher who generalizes and says, oh, the parent is the partner and they're going to be homework police. And I say, oh, no, 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 no. That's not how this works, right? So they've generalized. They put me in a jar without realizing that I am a, a, a maybe a, a more unique parent than others, right? But you can do the same thing. You know, I know uh, women who look at men and they generalize them. They're all scum. They're all pigs. There's something wrong with them all. Well, that's not, not true, right? Um, I... Uh, um, have a friend too, who he, he's gone through a really rough divorce. Uh, it, it took about three years and, uh, it was really, really hard for him and his wife and the kids. And there were a lot of things that happened. Uh, his wife basically used it as, uh, an instrument of torture. Um, and the long and short of it is that he's come out of it and he's making generalizations about women. And I said, you have one woman here. You can't make that generalization about everybody else, right? Or government. You know, you can look at the national government and, and believe it's all great or it's all crap. And you can put that label on it. But what about other forms of government? You know, maybe your local government is actually really good. But because you've generalized, it's going to keep you back. I can go on with so many other examples, but the the assumption that all similar things are the same can get you into a lot of trouble. And it can also prevent you from having something good in your life. So if, if you have this underlying belief that, you know, building your own business is, is uh, dangerous, well, guess what? That's, that's an option off the table for you. But what if you said, well, uh, you know, building the right business for myself would actually be helpful. Well, now it becomes something that you can think about and, and live into as opposed to just totally dismissing it. So the point of all of this is, you know, that, that these three assumptions that you know what others are thinking, that others can know what you're thinking, and generalization, if we check just these three assumptions in our lives, every day. It has the power to completely change our life. So I would ask you to, you know, if you have a few moments, just sit down and think about um, where, what relationships are you in right now that you are absolutely sure you know what that other person is thinking, right? Just write it down and then ask yourself, is that true? How do you know? Did it, did you, did you hear it from their mouth or are you just coming up with it in your head? And then ask yourself the question, are there, are there relationships that I have where 
I'm allowing that person's uh, feelings, values, or opinions to guide what I'm doing. Like the way that I think that they're thinking about me, right? So if I say this or do this, they're going to be upset. And now I'm going to change my behavior because of that. And then the generalization one, uh, what, what things or people or, you know, entities or organizations do you just have a, have a hard time with, right? And why? And what is it about those things uh, that bother you? And is there an opportunity for you to look at, oh man, I have been generalizing them. Like, oh, I hate all dogs or I hate all men or I hate, you know, this kind of business. Hmm. Have you generalized? Have you put things in a jar and said, this is what this is without knowing fully? Okay. So, hey, with that, uh, happy reflecting and a huge shout out to all of you who are, uh, you know, relatively new listeners and, and you're struggling because you're like, yeah, Michelle, but aren't you supposed to tell me what to do? Uh, yeah, no, I just give you a lot of questions and a lot of things to think about. Uh, it's your job to change your thinking, right? Uh, I'm not here to tell you what to think, but I am here to encourage you to think. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right, bye-bye.